0: Know about Street Fighter, like or Street Fighter Five, I should say. Like, how how into it are you?
1: I know that um, DLC for modern fighting games is the devil. Oh
0: yeah, and <laughs> Capcom's been like the worst about it. Um, they've just been um, like, I think Street Fighter X Tekken was the most egregious example of it. Um, but even Street Fighter Five is not uh, immune to its uh, issues. And uh, I guess with the incoming of my PS4, I picked Street Fighter V back up again. And uh, this also comes with the news that um, its executive producer and sort of the spearhead of Street Fighter and fighting games in the Capcom uh, sector, Yoshini- Yoshinori Ono, um, I hope I pronounced that right, um, is leaving the company.
1: Indeed. he uh, Yeah, following some rumors that he... Uh... Maybe didn't uh, do well on uh, in the development process of 6, Street Fighter 6. Like, apparently uh, planning some sort of tag system, like uh, tag fighting, which didn't work out and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah I mean, I, I guess this may sound elitist of me, but they should probably reserve uh, a tag system for uh, spin-off titles or something. Maybe, maybe I'm being yeah. a little too weird about that. Um, I think a singular character can do that, but, uh, if that, I, sure, I haven't I mean, heard they the have rumors. Marvel. Um, I do know that, um, Street Fighter in general and Capcom's fighting stuff has been problematic as of late. Um, even Street Fighter Five was sort of a bonched, botched launch.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have Marvel for tag stuff. Uh, I do like the occasional tag game. I mean, especially from, like, uh, I mean, my, 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 uh. Main fighting game is Tekken. Tekken, anyway, my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fighting game guy, but uh, yeah, and I like the occasional uh, Tekken tag. Well,
0: well, even uh, other Capcom versus titles, not just Marvel, uh, feature uh, tag system. Street Fighter X Tekken right. is a tag system, as is uh, sure, sure. Tatsunoko X Capcom. One of my favorites. Right. Um. Yeah. But great but one. yeah, I mean, I, I don't I I I've, I've heard a lot about Yoshino or Ono's behavior and um i'm mm-hmm. i'm kind of sympathetic towards it but like i haven't heard the extent of what he's done i know that i really liked street fighter 4 i think i think that was a sort of reinvention of the franchise that needed to happen and um mm-hmm. i guess i would also blame a lot of uh executive decisions for uh the sure. inclusion of money practices like i don't necessarily think the business model was uh planned Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess the right way to say it is is I don't blame the business model rearing its head into the game for creative decisions. I am sure those were two separate people. And maybe Ono, when he became an executive, decided that as well. I don't know.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, uh, I think the first time I noticed that sort of DLC and fighting games had gone off the rails was uh, Dead or Alive 5, I think, uh, which had. Which I like that Dead or Alive, uh, sort of the occasion. I like to play the occasional Dead or Alive here and there, and so I got five, and that had like, what felt like hundreds of uh, uh, of bucks worth of uh of DLC, and then they did like the I don't even remember the name, maybe Ultimate, Five Ultimate or something like that, and uh, you would expect that to be a, uh. Sort of a complete, comprehensive version, but but no, it was that not. Had like it felt like it had the same amount, if not more, of new extra DLC uh, that was sold for that. And uh, it's kind of the same thing for. I mean, it's really funny that you bring up Street Fighter Five because uh, a good friend of mine uh, has been pl- going through the series, playing the games, and he's currently at the at these recent ones, four and five. And um, so he's been like I've. The last few days, he's just been talking to me about exactly these kinds of things. I mean,
0: five Uh, is like uh, I would say problematic on every level. Even in the gameplay, there's some major issues. Um, But mm -hmm. then, as a business model, it's an entirely different beast. What's your friend experiencing on that?
1: I think he really likes the gameplay, but but yes, like the fact that he sort of like played for a, a good while and. Uh, went through several story modes or whatever and stuff, and like the uh, um, entirety of his playtime sort of uh, sort of uh, just left him with enough fight money to get one character is uh, a bit absurd
0: Uh, uh, No, that's, that's definitely a major problem, and as a fighting game player I don't play every character but I think I want every character accessible I don't want um uh, a missing spot on the roster just in case a friend comes over and they can't play the character they want or i want to be able to practice with them or understand them more so then it becomes a business model of okay i need to purchase these things because it's almost impossible not to purchase them and then Mm -hmm. it's 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 just a big it's a big racket pavlos
1: um Yeah, and isn't it, like, isn't it with 4, isn't it, like, doesn't 4 have the problem of, like, so many versions, uh, with different, um, sort of exclusive, uh, elements to them?
0: Oh, oh, um, yeah, 4 had a lot of different versions, and they all drastically changed each other, yeah,
1: um. Yeah, the fact that there isn't just, like, I mean, have it be, like, you know, eight years after release, I don't even care, have it be, like, whenever. At some point, there should be a comprehensive version where it's for, just everything for four, included. For
0: I would say, thankfully, Ultra was slightly comprehensive. Um, you can't necessarily revert back to a version, but you could technically, uh, when you choose your character, revert them to a specific version. So if you wanted a Street Fighter Four Super Edition fight, mm-hmm. you could choose uh, those characters and play them with those uh Stats, mm-hmm. I guess. So, like, the options were there.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, right. Um, I th- yeah, I, th- I thought I remembered him saying uh, um, that uh, there's you can't really get everything. Um, maybe, uh, maybe I misremembered. Maybe, maybe he's like, talking he about said, the DLC he said Ultra. content,
0: um, like the skins or yeah. what have you, which I am sure is now a problem. Going into it in 2020, which is you know just yeah. another big problem of downloadable content instead of main game content.
1: But apparently the ultra PC port has some on current gen version has they have some issues. He said ah, uh, and uh, and also again he said a train simulator level of DLC, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it, no it's 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 DLC. a big yikes. Um, although I am looking forward to the next pack, which has. Um, some fan favorites. It's got Dan. Dan Hibiki, the greatest. It's got Rose from Street Fighter Alpha. They're both from Street Fighter Alpha. But Rose, and it's got Oro from, uh, uh, from 3. Um, I don't know if he appeared in 3rd.
1: Shouldn't they be, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't Dan have been, like, in from, like, come earlier? I don't know. Uh,
0: if you ask me, yes, but it's not necessarily, uh, necessary.
1: Um, Isn't he a meme character? He is a meme character, yeah. 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 So, um, should, should they uh, ask for money for him?
0: Yes, because he's the best character. <laughs>
1: okay. No, but most people All would right. buy the
0: season pass. And um, Technically speaking, I would say the other characters are not uh, meme-worthy. I think the other characters are high-demand. This seems to be a high-demand uh, pack. Um, Oro's yeah. from Street Fighter Three. Akira Kazama is from Rival Schools. So the rivals. Did you Did
1: you hear what I said about uh, Dan? Because now you said main word. You you, see, you heard what I said about Dan, right? What about him? I said I asked if he was if, if he wasn't uh, a meme, not a main.
0: No, he is a meme. He's a joke. Yes, but he's not yeah, necessarily yeah, okay. a joke in Street Fighter. You can have a joke character, but he's not F tier. He can still be played, um, but he'd be like a D tier. Mm-hmm. And should you pay All money right. for him? I mean, eh. It, most people probably would not pay him for him singularly. They would probably pay for this, the fighter pass, and ultimately sure. speaking, that's what would happen.
1: Yeah, you know, I like uh, I like me some uh, Street Fighter EX uh, plus Alpha um, and Street Fighter EX plus two. Those games are rad. The soundtracks, some of the best in video games, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's. Kind of sweet, and I like alpha. I like the alpha games as well, and uh, I like three. Like this is basically I'm. That was a good era. uh, That was a good era. I'm. I'm not a fighting game person in the sense that I don't have time to actually uh, devote um, sort of study studying time to uh, to to fighting games. So I. very, for me, those are like the main thing I look at is do I like these characters and do I like just playing it? How it feels when I you know just play it, just pick it up and play. And maybe the most important thing, like the aesthetics. Do I like the backgrounds, the music, the the style? And and I don't you know? think
0: I don't think any modern Street Fighter or most modern fighting games, unless they really do a smart job with cell shading or sprite right, work, or ever capture that era. That
1: you're talking about yes yes or like the snk ones and stuff like that yeah i mean there's no, some pretty I, I,
0: games now but
1: not it's not the same. sure sure yeah there's yeah there's uh the the street fighters and like even even doa i mean even the last doa game i mean tech i mean tekken still sort of uh keeping it real uh that means keeping it nuts and crazy like they i love their uh the silliness, and uh, that's still my my go to three D uh, like three D fighting game with three D models. Uh, that still feels. Uh, I haven't played Tekken in,
0: in a long time, but it's also got Snoop Dogg in it um, as a, an area <laughs> thing, so that it's it's good. Thumbs up from me. I'm not picky.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, but like I mean, otherwise you have like yeah, like Modern Street Fighter and uh, um, the ua six. They even turned like they toned down the flashiness and uh um here what's the uh oh and and the others yeah right the other thing is anime fighters (laughs) that's the the other half or more more than a half probably of uh the current fighting game uh i I think the
0: anime fighters are much stronger in aesthetic because they emphasize the cell shading
1: sure sure uh, for sure and there's some cool i mean there's some cool stuff there but it's again it's also like you know it's not quite the same as uh, as the old uh,
0: as intensive old, sprite uh, 2D work, 2D work or animations like right. that yeah i right
1: it's a different thing it's it can it, it is it can be and is uh, in many cases pretty cool but uh, but in, also in those cases often i uh, sort of it ends as soon as i have to play them <laughs> like the, the i'm out like it's uh just too too complex. Um, but uh, of, of course, you can always mash buttons. But um,
0: well, you know, you can't mash buttons in chess. So that must be why you play it.
1: <laughs> right. I I'm not above mashing buttons. Like uh, I just I'm not a I don't have the time to uh, like I, I I I would say I do the step uh, whatever the step is or or <laughs> however you would describe it. But like one step above mashing buttons <laughs> i do like i do like a couple of moves like i try and pay attention uh try and block a bit but uh sometimes you just also sort of
0: mash. I, I mean in my head you do whatever it takes to win so if it's mashing buttons spamming sure, projectiles sure. do whatever it takes as long as you get the w it doesn't matter that's that's my philosophy i wouldn't
1: i wouldn't have ta- i wouldn't have expected you to be a gatekeeper so that's uh in line with my with my expectations Good job. <laughs> this is the Day Dreamcast, by the way. I'm Brogan, and I'm Pavlos. Uh, so, Street—you—you've you, been playing Street Fighter again. Um, you've been also playing some other fighting game, which we'll come to in a bit. Um, but I, in the meantime, have uh, been playing uh, a little game called Battle Princess Madeline. I don't know if you've uh, heard of this game. I—I
0: I googled it when you told me. And it looks really pretty, to speak of uh, pretty sprite work.
1: Right, right. It is a it is an homage to uh, Ghosts and Goblins, which is uh, one of the many uh, sort of show uh, show favorites that we both uh, like, right? That yes. We both, uh, Thumbs
0: so... up. I love I love Ghosts and Goblins. I love Arthur. I love the aesthetic,
1: and I love the difficulty. Yeah. Yes. So we're both fans of that. Uh, hopefully it'll be represented at some point as an episode, as one of those games. Uh, But, um, well, no need to hope. I guess we have it in our hands. (laughs) But Right. Uh, So, this is a spiritual uh, sort of uh, homage, uh, not successor of course, but in the spirit of of those games. um, It is a very, very strange, weird game. Because... It uh, it came out in 2018. It has well, it is a straightforward um, sort of side scroller. Uh, You have uh, different weapons, (laughs) and you uh, sort of the the jumping and the the enemies and stuff. It's all very evocative of those games. But you have this whole uh, sort of Sort of uh, um, array of like weird mechanics and weird uh, sort of additions to the formula that doesn't quite fit, uh, I would say, or just feels very tacked on. What are the differences? Yeah, this has often been uh, this has often uh, been connected to the um, Kickstarter origins of the game. Uh, you know, where you have to like, we have to make stretch goals, and then, you know. Oh, I see where this is going. Regardless of but whether continue. they, yeah, regardless of whether they maybe fit the game or not, I don't know if these particular things were stretch goals, but I've often seen it described like that. Uh, I'll come to that in a bit. But uh, so, you you have like a you have like you go through the world. It has different um, towns, uh, like town areas, and then the uh, the a bigger, the bigger area that corresponds with it's always different themes, you know, the areas. So they have, they all have like a town. They have like a the actual like level, let's say, and then a dungeon with a boss door in it, and the boss fight in it. Um, and you uh, you can travel between uh, these towns or these areas with like portals. And there's also like a uh, royal uh, sort of castle, which is like the big hub basically the big sort of area that's where your father is who's the king you're the princess uh, as the title uh, says and um, so there's characters in these towns with like quests and the quests are just like kill this boss or uh, bring me this item that i lost Uh, and it's all stuff that you encounter sort of anyways maybe some Stuff is like a bit to the side, but that stuff is really ridiculous because uh, you you basically it's like find my I don't know my I lost my son, then you find the son in the world, you talk to him, then these two barriers come up, uh, which you can't escape, and then you have to kill like forty enemies that spawn. That to, sounds And then you fun. rescue the, the yeah, and it's really easy as well because you can just spam the attack button and just keep killing them. It's Sort of, it's very hollow and mindless, uh, and feels just so tacked on. Um, And you also have items, so you collect like money from enemies, and uh, you—they also drop some other stuff, like some emeralds, like uh, well, not emeralds, but you know, uh, diamonds or jewels, whatever. And the, those stuff, the, that stuff is uh, those things are um, upgrade materials. So you can upgrade your weapon and your armor. Uh, right. That's how you get a different weapon uh, to begin with, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm trying to think if anything dropped in the world, but maybe one weapon did. But uh, anyway, it's, it's it's and and you pick up a lot of these, and they also take a lot to upgrade. So. Uh, which I think I, f- I would say the economy of those is like off. Like it should be, there should be way less of them, and you it would just feel better if uh, there were there was less of them, and you needed fewer to, to upgrade. Um. It, it just feels like you're constantly collecting these, and they don't mean anything. There's stuff I'm collecting with uh, where I don't know what it does yet, and I've been collecting it the whole game, um, and maybe. It, there's nothing to oh, get. Or that's, maybe it's uh, like, that's not good. No, that's not good. It's, it's so weird. It's strange. It doesn't really take away exactly from it, but uh, it just feels bloated in the sense that there's sort of, you gave someone a game which was like pretty complete. You could say it's like, okay, you go through this world, uh, it's a side-scroller, uh, you have bosses, it's a you know it's it's a fun, it would be a fine game and then someone had to artificially sort of inject it with things and it's um uh, it's it's very strange. Um, there's also some strange stuff like the screen freezing when you have a tra- area transition where it feels like why <laughs> like did, was there no time left for, to uh, have like a smooth transition or
0: well well it seems like it seems like the priorities or like what makes uh their inspiration special they sort of forsaken it for uh typical modern genre staples or like even when you said the thing about like the side quest and then the kill all a bunch of enemies that's not how ghosts and goblins like really works like that's not the appeal of it It's not difficult to kill, to just mash the attack button. It was difficult to move forward and navigate in a world and not die, you know? Um, That was the appeal.
1: That was the appeal. I won't fault the game for not being, I think, a game that is in the spirit of these games as well, and that did very well, I would say, even though I didn't like the look of it at all, was uh, Volga the Viking.
0: Uh, Um, Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: That sort of nailed some some of the progression. I mean, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the homage exactly to that, to, to Ghosts and Goblins. Um, so sort of the level layouts were different and stuff, but uh, like different type, different character. Um, but, but it knew what it was. It, it had a much better idea of what it was doing. Exactly, exactly. It was much more... Right. Right. Um, but here, I would say it's fine that it's more arcadey, and I actually like the, live, the the way health works. It you um have a health, you have like the same system where you lose the armor and then you die, like just in Go- just like in Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, so this two-step, two-hit thing. Um, but uh, when you die, you lose a bit of like a bar that you have, and as long as you ha- have some of that bar left. You will just um, sort of respawn where you were, where you died with armor, and you only have like a game over if you die without with like the bar depleted to not let you respawn. And you ref- you can refill the bar slowly by killing enemies. Um, this is I would say a a I like this modernization sort of the health system. It's fine if the game doesn't want to be as Sort of hardcore uh, in the terms of difficulty as the originals, and I think this is an interesting way to do it. Um, but obviously, this also lets you just farm uh, the uh, spawning enemies for to to uh, you know uh, fill up the bar again. And basically, you you probably won't game over ever except against the bosses who don't um, who don't who, where you can not fill up the bar again. Because there are no other enemies around.
0: That sounds a tad repetitive.
1: Sure. Yeah, it is. It is repetitive. It, 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 is, it does feel repetitive, also the structure and everything, because it's like, not. It's not like you're moving forward and these levels change and stuff. It's just like you move forward. It's different themes, and uh, I should say the game looks really good. Uh, like it's a, It has nice areas. Uh, the thing is that uh, you know the structure repeats with every every time. It's sort of the same spiel and um and by the same token that it's you know it's nice work and everything sometimes it's not clear what's a pla- what a platform you know what what, what what you can stand on stuff like that i mean that's not a uh that's not a new thing that plenty of games have had that issue and this is uh, one of them um it's it's unfortunate it's i'm still sort of enjoying it some, in some sense it's just it's very sort of you know uh It's almost like a podcast game, because you don't really...
0: You turn your brain off, and then you listen to something
1: while you do it. Yeah, there's nothing to think about, really. Uh, uh, I look forward to the different bosses. Not that they've been great or anything, but... um, Okay, so this was probably the most anyone has talked about this game. Uh, But, I'm still not at the end, because there's a plot twist here. Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, so, you have a super weird game, right? Uh, where it's like we're just like, okay, it should have been uh, just ghosts and goblins without all this extra fluff and stuff. What came out this? Uh, I think this year. Um, oh my God! Are you going to talk about the
0: messenger? Is this a messenger plot twist?
1: No, this is a no. This is um, the plot twist where this game was released again.
0: Oh, they did a Street Fighter on us, <laughs>
1: right? Uh, and it's uh, released as uh, the Royal Edition. Oh,
0: it's the Persona Five Royal of Princess Adeline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, let me, let me, uh, let me read this uh, explanation um, to to the from the deaf about Royal Edition. Partway through development, it became clear that the game was straying from its it originally intended roots. The game was intended to be story mode and arcade mode in the same level set. But with all of the added extras of the Kickstarter and story editions added to appease the CMF funding we never ended up getting, the levels needed to be much made much bigger and the flow no longer worked for the arcade.
0: So that text just justifies your previous claim, in case anyone yes. had
1: doubts. Just to cont- uh, go on, it became more Fetch Quest and less of an action-adventure game that was originally designed. This was due to accommodating all of the backer NPCs. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> 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 this, is, this is sad, but also hilarious. Uh, we continued on this path, and I separated the levels into two sets. One designed for story mode, the original levels, one one designed just for arcade mode. And while we were happy with the game The Way it turned out in the long run, it wasn't the game I had originally set out to make. So I pulled out my old designs from before Kickstarter and CMA funding application, which required us to alter and add certain story bits to meet their criteria for submission. By the way, there's not much story at all. It's just like these characters and everything. I don't know what the story bits are. But, well, there, there was an intro. Maybe he didn't plan to have an intro, but to have it just start out like Ghost Goblins or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I began to change things uh, to be the way they were before either mode existed and more like my prototype. Um, blah, 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 um, This doesn't matter. The long-winded story mode was co- cut completely. This was never meant to last more than two hours, but you could easily spend 10 in it if you wanted to for story mode. I redesigned all of the arcade levels from scratch, working with a few other designers to make sure I got it greatly fine-tuned. Added new art, blah, 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 cutting the in-game dialogue. So the, the Royal version is the basically aspect.
0: the one you wanted to play?
1: The King Daddy mode, last thing, the King Daddy mode has also been polished for the more veteran player, and you'll have to complete the game twice to get his ending. It's also Ghost and Goblins... Who before. is King Daddy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and why is it not well, me? <laughs> right. Uh, well, King Daddy is the king with that of Madeline. Of
0: course.
1: Um, yes. Uh, also, it's now in 4-3. to three. Uh, And stuff like that. Very... Very curious, right? I hope it's. I hope this wasn't. I hope uh, sort of. Uh, well, the the this press release or whatever continues with many more infos, but uh, I'll just cut it short here. I already read a bunch, but I think I, that just tells us fascinating. Fascinating. enough. Yes, yes, no, I won't read more. But uh, I read as much as I did, even because I found it fascinating um, uh, that this happened. You know that. Um, sort of yeah what happened with the so this is yeah they they, the thing is they're set it's a separate um game like you you have to you know what's
0: the difference in price
1: point a separate purchase um like are they the same price i will tell you now hang on um as i I look it up yes good good question as i look it up uh, i'll just say yes it's called royal edition it's an extra it's a completely separate purchase and uh so yeah this this costs 16.79 here like euro uh here and uh, on on steam i mean and let's see uh yes let's see what this royal edition costs oh i don't think the royal edition is up on steam maybe i'm not seeing it uh but it is on, on Switch anyway, where I saw, saw it initially. So on Switch, the Royal Edition costs. You would expect less, right? Yes. Well, thirty and thirty, but it's currently fifty percent off. So um, six sixty-five. I would say six sixty-five if you didn't get the first release. If you just it's a, that's a totally okay price uh, to pay. That's not. I would say.
0: So you would soft recommend this game.
1: The thing is, I can't recommend Royal Edition because I haven't played it. Like, who knows? Maybe they, maybe that's different issues. You know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of. It's only six bucks. Maybe I'll get it. <laughs> um,
0: and then tell us that's... if we wasted ten minutes because, <laughs> because we complained about a <laughs> Kickstarter game and that they just made a secret <laughs> other game to ignore the Kickstarters. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh. Well. Yeah. No. I mean, i I'm, I'm sorry about. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm still so I'm, I find it fascinating the way sort of, um, it's, it's such a weird game design wise and it's I've never heard anyone, uh, release a, uh, new separate version I think like two years after the original release where it's like this is the game I wanted to make before you, people that gave me money ruined, uh, my <laughs> yeah basically my, no that's uh, basically what he said. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, he still released the game, the other game, so they got what they wanted, I guess, but uh, I think ultimately, of course, they didn't want it. It's just that stretch goals and everything obviously sound good on paper. It's, so, it's always so, It just sounds like more well, like, and more You know how other
0: projects like deal with Kickstarters? It's like, Shovel Knight did it okay, where it's like a single area, and everyone's a painting, and then you can just look at them and go, wow, what Kickstarter? And there were some mm. OCs, technically, but there was only three um, in the game. And they were like bosses.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: that's just a much easier way to do it, is have it on the side. Or even Bloodstained. Bloodstained also put them as uh, paintings instead of uh, right. actual yeah, characters.
1: Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, It's it was an Ill, Ill, ill-conceived offer, but also, yeah, just, it just seems conceived in general uh, um, right from from both sides but obviously again I think psychologically it's just stretch goals are good uh, <laughs> we're gonna pay give more money and then it, it'll be more the game will have more
0: Well I so, mean uh, I, I would always wanted the idea of a Kickstarter or a patreon to be directly supporting the artist in doing what they want to do or a team in exactly, doing what they want to yeah. do. And the idea exactly. of forcing your desires on it is—I mean,
1: it's—it's it's sort yeah. of
0: cutting out the middleman of executives, but it's still the same problem.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what he sort of said by uh, sort of parallelizing the uh, the failed funding, like I assume publisher funding or whatever, with the uh, uh, Kickstarter funding. It's like, yeah that it, I think it really painted the picture there where it's like it was just the same thing but in green basically <laughs> um, yeah really yeah uh, so very curious stories I'm sorry for uh, sorry that it took up so much time but uh, it's I hope all good you, uh, I think I
0: think that's sort of like an interesting idea of uh, well I guess we'll go into I don't know the next Kickstarter game we will do but like it's very interesting how Kickstarter games address their needs
1: yeah. Uh, right and also i've seen like no one talk about this royal edition or anything so uh, i i even the first release didn't have too much buzz i think and uh, so it's it's a very odd thing uh again maybe maybe i'll report on the other version uh, at some point uh but uh, yeah much more briefly uh if that happens um for now let's uh, let's move on to
0: uh my
1: other fighting game
0: because Listeners, in case you aren't exhausted already, I'm going to talk about Super Smash Bros. Melee. I've been replaying Super Smash Bros. Melee because I'm getting back into the fighting game swing of things. And they recently introduced Rollback Netcode to the <laughs> Dolphin version of Super Smash Bros. Melee.
1: And um, Rollback is the, the god I right hear the, the god thing. I, the god Netcode.
0: I, I don't know if it's necessarily the god but it is a way better way to do it <laughs> just, than popular just um, I guess to contrast with Street Fighter V, and to say it in a way five-year-olds won't be immediately bored by, a game like Street Fighter V um, uses delay-based, which means that if one person yeah. lags or misses an input or something, it tries to artificially replicate the uh, lag and delay on the other person's So when there's bad ping, it's bad for both people, and it becomes a miserable experience. Rollback Netcode instead tries to have people be local, and then it tries to read and guess frames. And then when you do something that the game didn't think you were going to do, it will go back to that frame. And that's only a minor inconvenience compared to massive lag.
1: Yeah, that's a nice explanation of it. Thank you. I boom. <laughs> I never exactly knew what it was, but that explains the name and everything. Uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I I hear it's the new uh, the new hotness. Um, and, uh, it, it is
0: the new hotness, and it also teaches me that I'm bad at the game.
1: So that's <laughs> no. So it's the antichrist after all.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame it for my failures in life and. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Same, actually. I haven't even played it, but I'm just gonna blame it as well.
0: Um, it definitely helps in an input-heavy game like melee. Like melee really relies on um, reading every single input properly. It's very technical, so uh, that's ideal for it, and it's ideal for all fighting games. So that's my endorsement of it. Thumbs up.
1: Nice uh, rollback for this. Uh, 20, I don't know how how old is it? Almost 20 years, right? <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's an old game. <laughs>
1: right uh good stuff um they should uh, add that to uh well obviously this, they this should add it name. to
0: every fighting game yeah
1: long yeah, story to every fighting yeah for now i wonder what the next uh best thing will be like after rollback like in 10 years the next technology uh to fight against evil uh people with bad connections how, how can you have a bad connection
0: Man, but no. but that—how else will I win? Other than yeah. forcing the other person to have an unpleasant time,
1: right? No, I mean it's a real issue uh, that obviously the uh, that um, <laughs> the bad king class this... is
0: persecuted.
1: Yeah, no, the coverage obviously varies so much, you know, regionally and stuff. Uh, but there's still people who uh, actually do have good connection, but. Uh, just play on Wi-Fi
0: <laughs> because they're madmen
1: <laughs> yes I think uh, Ollie uh, from you know our community uh, we were testing we we had like lag uh, he's from Australia of course and uh, uh, we had lag in our games we wanted to play uh, well I want I wanted to uh, play some windjammers with him and um, because he also picked it up after I was gushing about it and and uh, uh, he, he has. It's, I have. It's, it's, you can't play it. Like uh, we've reduced now, but he he got a um, a even got a um, he got new internet in the meantime, and he got uh, an adapter, USB adapter, LAN to USB, you know, which you need to have uh, the switch hooked up to LAN, um, and he's the only person that ever, or the only case where. He's he's doing a speed test on Wi-Fi and a speed test on LAN and it's the same and maybe the Wi-Fi is even a bit faster. That is impossible. <laughs> I don't know that's, what is going um, on there. I've never. Dear heard that.
0: viewers, that's impossible. Don't do it. Always plug, always plug your Ethernet cable in.
1: Clearly, in Australia, everything is backwards. Even even that. Anyway, moving on from Australia to the Itch.io minute. Yeah, what game did you uh, did you bring? Oh,
0: I'm starting. Okay. So my game is called uh, Secret Little Haven, um, and it is a narrative-based game. Um, it is uh, It tells the story of a kid named Alex, more like 14 years old. I I might be wrong on the age, but it's a young adult, a young teen, um, in the mm-hmm. late 90s, um, sort of learning um, about their gender identity through... That's
1: where I grew up. What? That's, that's when I grew up.
0: I know, right? It's Late when we 90s. both grew up.
1: Again, game, game for me. The best real, time. Um, the best time. And
0: you, and you sort of learn how that character develops through an immersive uh, OS. You're basically on uh, Windows 98 operating system. Although technically, when you, never mind. But yeah, Windows 98 operating system. Um, yeah. And uh, it's got a nice 90s aesthetic. Slightly more vaporwave than the original 90s aesthetic, I would say. It's more light blues and pastels and sort of...
1: Yes, it, it's stylized for it's sure. It's stylized.
0: And, um, but basically the gameplay is uh, you quote-unquote talk. You press the talk button to different IRC chat members. And you talk to uh, forum members. And you talk to different people in your internet community. And you Mm -hmm. sort of learn that it's, um, learn about your gender identity because you're not like other, uh, boys at the time. And you sort of conflict with that and your parents and the outside world. And it's really cool. Um, there's another, uh, game sort of rooted in 90s meme culture, and it's Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, I think Hypnospace Outlaw, um, sort of has, um, more. Dimension and detail in the actual mechanics, but has less yeah. of a personal narrative that I can appreciate. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's where I stand on that. I think both are equally valid, but I like this game a lot. Um, it's very positive. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the funny thing is, a lot of what you mentioned—well, <laughs> not the chat chatting part—but do you remember when I talked about beglitched? Uh, Couple episodes back. Yes!
0: I do remember.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that uh, a lot of what you mentioned applies <laughs> verbatim <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to that game as well. But like, uh, well, Blinched is not uh... an
0: itch.io okay.
1: What? No? It is? We talked about it in the itch.io minute. Yeah. God dang it! I'm embarrassed now. No, I mean, it all goes to show is that it's just a very uh, common you know, aesthetic a... nowadays. Right, common or just, you know, there's just, or I would say it's, there's a lot of interest currently in uh, sort of recreating, in stylized fashion, the, uh, you know, the, uh, not, not only the, um, or let me put it differently, tying the experience of growing up in the 90s to these early um, digital uh, cyberspace experiences. Well, even
0: like That's... In, in the game... Um, it sort of emphasizes the fact that communities and your digital identity may be as valid if not more valid than sort of your own surroundings and um, yeah. that that sort of makes sense with its aesthetic and stuff
1: right right yeah I think it's um it's a potent still a potent field to explore because I mean it uh, sort of it was a, a um, Formative uh, space for so many, so you know, large parts of the current uh, young generation. So uh,
0: I wish there was a cartoon Bonzi Buddy. I wish I wish there was like a little purple monkey that was secretly uh, malware or adware, and it would just fuck with you. That that <laughs> should be a horror
1: game. I'm sure that exists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, um, I would like. Uh, Sort of a a, uh, like a Clippy. Uh, That's clip. what I'm saying. Uh, like
0: imagine like a horror game with Clippy.
1: Right, uh, that has to exist. I mean, Clippy is sort of a meme, right? Already uh, has been for a while. We shall
0: see after the cast.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, we we can we can do that. We 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 can make a game, bro. <laughs>
0: of course. <laughs> Pavlos, <laughs> no when problem. was your itch.io minute game?
1: Just a bunch of ones and os. Uh my one uh my, my uh, hio game is uh a game called line like the you know the line uh but with an uh, with a y instead of a an i
0: what was the artistic intention behind that
1: well <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm busting your balls
1: I'm, I'm writing an essay on that currently so okay. i don't want to uh get ahead of myself here um so I'll, I'll keep it. I keep it brief. Actually, Line is a puzzle game, and uh, I like puzzle games, uh, as you may have figured out by now.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Right. Uh, and um, you connect uh, shapes with. You have a grid of uh, of shapes, and you have to connect them. The uh, clue is that um, there's different sort of tiles which. Some you can pass through several times, and not only can you pass them through them, you have to connect all of them with one line. And um, you uh, sort of the there's different rules. The line can't sort of cross. Uh, well, only any specific conditions can sort of cross itself. Have you is 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 this a thing that you know the ha- house of uh, Santa Claus? No. Does it? T- no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh so it's this basic thing where you draw a house without uh letting with one line okay and it's yeah uh, all right yeah it's I'm a children's thing okay. yes you do like the little you do the you know the roof and then you do a little cross in the middle of the house and it's all one line that was
0: a professor Layton puzzle to call back to an earlier thing go ahead
1: sure in in german that's called the house des nikolaus which is like basically the the house of santa claus uh, because uh, when while you draw it, every line you speak a syllable of of this of what I said. Don't and you say das ist das Haus des Nikolaus and that's one each syllable is one is a line basically. Wow. Uh,
0: listeners don't ever say you don't learn about culture.
1: Yes, this uh, right, we, we have a language. This is a language minute. Um, right, no, uh, and this is basically this uh this this concept but you know as a puzzle game um right so if you like uh there's really no it's it's really it's just an abstract puzzle game just you know level packs there's no uh overarching narrative theme or whatever just a pure uh puzzle experience it's also on phones uh if you didn't get the bundle and you know it's 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 been out since 2014 so you know, for my fellow puzzle uh, aficionados, um, all four of check them. it out. Sorry, what was that?
0: <laughs> I made a joke. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I uh, missed it. I'm, I'm sure, um, <laughs> Well, I will hear it uh, when I edit this. <laughs> right. I th- that's. I think that's the HRO minute for this week.
0: That's great news, Pavlos. Pavlos, what game did
1: we play? We played uh, Battle Prince. No. Uh, <laughs> deadly permanent no wait balloon kid this is the
0: podcast deadly where we botch every transition
1: <laughs> yeah balloon kid uh is a game boy game i love the game boy uh do you like the game boy <laughs> Pablo's. what is going on with you today all right i'm gonna go ahead and take charge of this
0: uh, this is, uh, this is uh, an d one game uh basically a sequel to balloon fight um, that Joust clone that's secretly better than Joust, um, yeah. and uh, it's it's not necessarily like Balloon Fight in its normal method. Although there is a versus mode, and there is a normal NES sort of obstacle course obstacle course mode. The main bulk of the game is an adventure mode where you go through levels, and you can actually lose your balloons yeah. and jump around. It's like a platformer, and um, yeah. you actually scroll leftwards. And you play as this girl named Alice, whose brother has been floated away by too many balloons.
1: Yes, he um, he made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened, but the game just starts out with him flying away on too many balloons. So, someone fucked up. <laughs>
0: yeah, and honestly, I'm surprised he was able to go, you know, eight levels without those balloons yeah. popping. Because my balloons popped at least once. Maybe to.
1: the a savant. Uh, yeah. Um, the the I just want to reiterate what you said because you just sort of I think it's a brilliant uh, variation on balloon fight to just sort of make it make it a level or world based sort of little little uh, story thing. Well, there's not much story, but you know, a little adventure uh, mode uh, where you can uh, deliberately. Let go of your balloons, uh, which makes it more of like a platformer, um, which is you know you have to do for specific sections, Um, and um, you you have to uh, you know pump up new balloons, which takes a bit of time um, to to get back flying. Uh, I think that's such a you know such a natural but also like really cool and charming um, evolution on the gameplay. Uh, of blue and find um and i would say the game for me is uh it's i don't know how many words is, is it five or i i thought um, it was eight it might be seven or wait yeah no it's it actually don't no, no yeah I just got, I got confused for saying yeah I think it's I think it's seven um either way it's they're not long so I think it's the perfect uh this is a perfect game boy game like uh we should say this came out in uh 1990. Um, we'll say a bit more about the release history because there's some interesting stuff there in a bit, but, um, yes, this came out in 1990.
0: I will say, I don't necessarily think it's perfect, although I, spoiler alert, there's three versions of this and I prefer the, this Game Boy version, um, looking at them.
1: Yes. And, um. This, this is what I I was hinting at. Yes. There's a curious release history there. Uh, go ahead.
0: Um, I I like this black and white version the most, and um, I think there. I think um, personally, I don't think it's perfect. I think it's a tad repetitive near the end, and I think there's a difficulty spike near the end that is different and unwarranted compared to. It's not a natural difficulty uh, progression, but that being said, it's still very pleasant, and I think and I agree with the base thing that. Losing your balloons is such, and using and using a normal platforming scenario, is such a natural development of the balloon fight uh, idea and model. Like, that is what you would yes. naturally do next. And honestly, I think the reason why they haven't really made a real sequel, although there have been some minor spin-off attempts, um, is the fact That's that single. this is pretty much the last thing you could do without grossly adding
1: something. I I disagree. I don't think it's uh, I don't think I think it's a natural evolution, but I don't think it's like an obvious one. I don't think it's like I think it's still a creative uh, sort of a creative decision to be uh, commended and highlighted. It's not a no. I mean, I I wasn't saying it in
0: a demeaning way. I I think it's natural in in a in an obvious way, but not necessarily in an obvious way anyone could do. Does that
1: make sense? That okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think because it's so simple and it feels so natural, it can appear that like it's obvious, like that's the first thing that comes to mind uh, to someone who has had to make a sequel. But um, I I I wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, I I don't th- I wouldn't say it's like perfect in the sense that it's like you know it's this incredible life changing game. I'm I, I what I meant is the uh, what I was talking about there was the size of it is perfect. The uh, scope, like the the length of the game, I it's agree like with perfect, that, and I like. Uh, um, I didn't Antilles. get to play the
0: versus segments, but uh, the uh, additional Boy balloon game. fight yeah. segment and the presence of a versus is really good.
1: As a Game Boy game, it, it's just the perfect length. That's what I, what I was talking about with perfect. I will. I, I say the game, is per, It's super fun for me. It's like really fun, really charming, uh, and just a good time. Uh, and uh. I will say that I didn't have the, maybe I'm a bit more positive on it because I didn't have the, um, I didn't have a bad experience with the uh, final uh, stretch or anything. I didn't have a, I, I noticed a, obviously an increase in difficulty, but it wasn't um, sort of, it didn't, I, maybe I died a couple, you know, I, I died a couple times, but it wasn't like. Oh, this is uh,
0: Pavlo's bragging about his harder. skill. No, I mean I didn't have that much it's... of an attempt either. I felt I just felt it was uneven. Um, I I sure. like um, okay. a lot yeah. of its variation though, and I like uh, I particularly like the bosses. Even though the bosses definitely feel weird and off kilter in the fact that you mostly operate um, without the balloons, or at the very least, you have to interchange using balloons with dropping down.
1: Yeah, uh, that's really fun when you drop on the head of someone, like dropping your balloons and just going bam on their head. That's uh, satisfying to me. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, we should uh, right. Um, we should say oh well before we forget, you start out uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. That's you the, had to uh, get
0: that in there.
1: I had to get that in there because that's <laughs> it's a fantastic
0: uh, yeah. fun because there's pencils everywhere.
1: The city, yeah, the skyscrapers and everything are shaped like and look like pencils. So the city you start out, where Alice and her family live, is called pencil Pennsylvania. That's really good. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, Easily impressed. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the right things, yes. Um, no, and the uh, version about the versions. So, this game... Is one of the few uh, first party Nintendo games which didn't come out in Japan originally, which is pretty nuts. Um, so, uh, this game, you know, adventure mode, it has the uh, balloon trip mode from Balloon Fight, just with Alice, but otherwise it's unchanged, uh, more or less. Um, uh, this game, and you, it actually has a versus mode as well, I think, if you connect the, yeah, you can connect two Game Boys to play a versus mode. Um, it didn't come out in Japan. What had, did happen was two years uh, later um, they released a on the Famicom a Hello Kitty themed uh, version of the game Hello Kitty World. It's called. Thank God. This came out. I've played this game as well, um, and uh, it's it's basically the same game, but you know with uh, with the Hello Kitty theme uh, to it. And uh, then in friggin' 2000, <laughs> so 10 years after <laughs> the original release. That's a lot release, of time <laughs> that's for a, this, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of time. Balloon Fight G. so this is called Balloon Kid in, in uh, the West. Uh, Balloon Fight GB, they called it. But it's actually a Game Boy Color uh, version of, of the game. It's more. It's pretty much unchanged. It's just a Game Boy Color. Uh, it's just Color, it's, It has color now. Uh, was released in Japan, but also in very uh, in a crazy fashion, where it, it was released via the so-called Nintendo Power Flash uh, cartridge, um, which sort of you downloaded games onto, um, and so it's extremely rare and. Uh, you know, but it's it's it is available on the Japanese eShop on 3DS, so you can play it, uh in Japan, you can play it easily in within legal means. But uh, the original, you know, an original copy is super rare because um, it was released on the, the super normal American thing.
0: copy or European copy of Balloon Kid. Is that available yeah. on the 3DS eShop?
1: Yes, that's you're uh, right. So, uh, the the Game Boy version of uh, Balloon Kid, the original release. Is available on 3ds eShop, that's where I played it. Uh, actually, um, so you know, there's uh, you know, you can just uh, you can play it on there. Uh, I would say it's it's just a nice, it's it's uh, the different themes. I mean, it's nothing crazy in there aside from Pennsylvania, of course. Uh, but uh, it it, it sort of it's really, I would say it's a classic. Sort of Nintendo design, it's like super solid. Very, it introduces new elements, new uh, uh, you know, sort of gimmicks and dangers and hazards for the different worlds that fit the theme and stuff. It's it's just a very natural progression there, and uh, it's just a really nice fun little adventure um, with uh, you know, and, and really such a great evolution of the, the of balloon fight. Um, I yeah it's it's kind of a personal and it's kind of a personal favorite even though um it's just because it's not super well known and um, I
0: definitely think it's a little bit of a gem I think I think in the grand scheme of things this is a gem that everyone should at least play once and experience how it plays and experience the you know sort of the the product it's it is uh Uniquely special, and I could see this having a place in anyone's heart.
1: It, uh, I would say, I would compare it to two games. Uh, first one is Kirby Dreamland, uh, just as this, you know.
0: She floats short... a lot like Kirby. I noticed.
1: Well, okay, that as well. I, I just meant as an sort of a sure. an early Game Boy experience. Um, it's just a you know short and tight thing. Uh, just a fun adventure. Obviously, you could say Dreamland. The first one is. Maybe a little a little bit too short but uh, you know um, uh, better than than too long I guess uh, um, and and the second game I would, I would compare it to is actually uh Donkey Kong 94 which that actually is perfect which that is, is the a,
0: best game
1: <laughs> that is a, as a greatest of all time I can that's that's a fantastic game uh, sort of a league above even but um, I would compare it in the sense that you start out with this familiar thing uh, and then it, uh, or it's based on this familiar thing, and it does the expansion sort of moment much much more effectively, but um, it, the way, for example, the, uh, the first level in Balloon Kids starts out with the old music as well, which then quickly reveals itself to be, you know, a, an arrangement uh, of that theme that goes on and uh, has evolved uh, that's sort of a similar moment for me a comparable moment uh, to Donkey Kong 94 when it opens up uh, and it reveals itself to be this evolution of uh, um, of this of the simple uh, you know the uh, predecessor
0: um, yeah and what, what's beautiful about this and 94 I want 94 to have its own episode one day but I think yeah. they are simultaneously um, a, a perfect sequel edition. Like, you could put a number at the end of it and be like, oh, yes, of course. And also something different. Mm-hmm. Like, technically, you wouldn't think to make Balloon Fight a, an adventure platformer like that. Sure. Um, yeah. But lo and behold, that is the way to do it, you know? And it, it feels right. Or you wouldn't think to make DK-94... An acrobatic puzzler, almost. Um, But again, it's a natural progression.
1: Also, some really cool moments where uh, it takes a bit of time, like I said, to mm, to blow up, to to prepare, pop up a balloon. uh, Once you let go of yours, and there's some nice uh, sort of moments where it's like, (laughs) I need this balloon. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: it's it's cleverly designed to make you need to drop the balloons at some points, and you have to mash. I think it's the down button. It may be the up up button on the directional pad. But you need to mash it to uh, make another balloon so you can escape off the platform you're on. And that's (laughs) that's really cool tension. Um, The enemies normally don't have a lot of tension. Uh, Most of the time the enemies bounce you around. And the tension is uh, navigating and controlling yourself uh, when you get
1: hit. Right, that's also really neat that, uh, I would say the things that pop your balloon are relatively clear, like it's clear, like they have spikes or whatever, it's, uh, they're spiky or whatever, it's, uh, the stuff that pops your balloons is easily identifiable, I would say, and, uh, other stuff indeed just bounces you around and can mess you up like that, um, right, uh, so yeah, check it out, I mean, it's a really, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it is really easy to, to get a hold of. Right, give it give it a shot. I mean, especially if you like Joust or balloon fight, you uh you have to <laughs> you have to play this. Uh, <laughs>
0: or else we'll come to your otherwise. house.
1: I will find you. Yeah. All right. If you don't have anything uh, else on balloon kid, uh, I think we can announce. Uh, we uh, can first of all thank you. Uh, for indulging me nope, no no <laughs> problem uh,
0: thank you for indulging us dear listener
1: yes uh i think i was really sort of uh on top at the top of my game this episode I don't this think is I, gonna uh, be top three easily <laughs> made a single blunder or anything uh or was weird or anything at any point in this episode
0: or even now
1: or now, yeah. The fact that I'm reiterating this is totally normal. Uh,
0: <laughs> Isn't it awkward how awkward we're being? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. What's the next game? The next game is uh, Panzer Dragoon.
0: <laughs> I, I, I I was waiting on you because I actually did not know it off the top.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I knew it. it was, I tried a dramatic pause there. I don't think I would be trying it again. <laughs> <laughs> Panzer Dragoon is exciting. Um, it, yes. it'll
0: be great news, and uh, I am starting my "The World Ends with You" playthrough, uh, which will be upcoming in the next few weeks. So,
1: right, we announced that already that we're doing that. Uh, I'm reminding let's...
0: everybody to play that too. We may need to get Cal back here to talk about Deadly Premonition two again. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, did you see I'm uh, done. they? they... I, I'm not. Uh, they 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 patched it. Uh, I saw they patched it, and it runs better now. I don't know how much better, but uh, that's what I read the other day. Oh, it went from 10
0: FPS to 15 FPS. Oh, how swell!
1: That's the question: how big the jump is. But it, it does run better now in the uh, the um you know outside in the in the game world. Uh, right. Maybe yes, we should have uh, our Deadly Permission Two correspondent uh, Calvin back on at some point for for an update on that until then thank you for listening thank you brogan uh and yes see you next time see ya bye